Living on a mine site in rural Queensland taught Florence Drummond how to drive large trucks and operate heavy equipment. But more importantly, it opened her eyes to the inspiring stories of Indigenous women like herself in the industry. When I really started to spend a lot of time with the people around me because it was a residential mine, um, you do get to know these people and you start to care, right? They became your family, your work family. Um, but what I really started to observe more than anything is that there was a lot of um, traditional owners specifically who weren't stepping up into um, leadership positions or different positions more than anything after so many years. And so I was I was then thinking, you know, what's what are other Indigenous people or, you know, mob experiencing mining like? A proud Dawareb and Wutati woman, Florence Drummond was raised as the eldest of eight children on the picturesque Thursday Island in far north Queensland. It was beautiful. You know, I had my family around me. I had, you know, language. I had all these beautiful things that I was connected to. Um, and it's only when I moved away that I really appreciated how much that meant to my identity and who I was and the strength that I have right now. Her father, who came from a long line of seafarers, pearl divers and hunters, always emphasised to his six daughters that they could do anything they set their minds to. Resilience, resilience through change and resilience to all the, through all the tougher times. I think that's probably the biggest lesson that I've learnt and do me kind of thing. Like, don't be scared to do what you want to do. And I think that's, that's just given me so much freedom and flexibility to just do what I do now, which is just, you know, the most incredible thing. You know, I would have never thought that I would be doing this. But um, that every time it gets pretty tough, that's definitely what I reflect on. Jumping into the hospitality industry straight after school, Florence found herself losing sight of that determination. You get into Brad habits where you start drinking during the day and that's not kind of, that's kind of frowned upon in society. So, and actually I found myself dwindling down uh, a road where I didn't really want to go. And that was a moment for me where I thought, you know, I need to get out of here. Keen to make a fresh start, Florence moved to Melbourne and took a job at the Victorian Aboriginal Childcare Agency. Working in the Child Protection Division, she was confronted with a harsh reality. It really gave me the introduction into something that was probably very severe in terms of scope of community engagement because working in a, uh, in a unit where you are uh, data entering a lot of case studies to do with the terrible things, you know, the, the challenges that we have, and it was very raw, very real. And to be honest, I wasn't, uh, wasn't really prepared for it. Florence found herself longing to be back home among her family and contemplating what part she could play in helping those around her. And that's probably where I got really compassionate, really reflected on what I do for my community because there was a lot of challenges daily. So when I was entering all these stories of people, it became real for me. And then I questioned myself. I was thinking, you know, Flo, what are you doing for your own community? You're probably the furthest away location-wise. You haven't been home for a very long time. You know, what are, what's your responsibility? Florence's mining journey started soon after. Moving back to Queensland, where her cousin worked in the residential mining town of Weeper. To be honest, I didn't really know that there was a, a mine in Weeper. I did know of mining, but I didn't quite know anything around Indigenous participation or if it was a challenge. Or I, I didn't have any idea about it, right? But as the years went on, Florence heard more and more untold stories from First Nations women in her industry. And so in 2017, four years into her career in mining, where she had started out driving trucks, Florence and her younger sister decided to create a platform for those voices, 
Indigenous Women in Mining and Resources Australia, or IWIMRA. Starting out as a Facebook page, Florence found it difficult to pinpoint exactly how she wanted to spark these conversations. So we started sharing some profiles of people that we knew. So we just thought, okay, well, how do we um, start to introduce each other and share our story so then people can click on or, or want to share their story also? Um, so that's what we started to do. So we, just, we started to create that network around that. Again, we were still kind of finding out where we fit. But then as we grew our confidence and our value in our own story and understanding that we provide value just by our story and, and what we can um, assist with, that's when we started to kind of um, get confident around um, this is what the purpose is and if it's our own story and if people can connect with it, well, that's, that's really great. That's a great start. iWimra has since grown to a community of thousands of women across the country. We've actually built relationships with these people. They're not just the number anymore. Like they're actually our friends and our sisters and our family. So we actually have a really beautiful, deep relationship where we can share things like this and know that it's it's in a safe space. Even though mining has the highest proportion of Indigenous employees across all industries, 90% of publicly listed mining companies do not have an Aboriginal engagement policy. This is where IWIMRA steps in. The platform now partners with industry to continually raise the profile of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, particularly women, and develop best practice solutions. As its community grows, so does Florence's ambition to help Indigenous women speak up about their own challenges in the industry. How do we start to report these things or have the confidence to share these experiences with our leaders or people that can do anything? Um, there's a lot to do with our experiences and how we interpret things as well. So really making it a safe space to share and to really discuss and unpack it also. Um, so that's probably what we do best is build each other's confidence through conversation. Florence has now taken IWIMRA to the international stage, speaking at global conferences about the importance of First Nations people in a sector so connected to the earth. Now, one of her key goals is to bring men into the conversation about female participation in the workforce. We as a community have always been a community, so we need to address things as a community. We need to talk about things as a community because I, I think and I, well, I feel now that there's been a really beautiful stretch of uh, women in general, you know, really um, that conversation is beautiful and robust and I really, really love it. But for myself and where, where we're steering our rumour towards is now inviting men to the table because, like I said, we're all responsible and it has to be an informed solution, decision and action moving forward. In a traditionally male-dominated sector, Florence is putting the focus on the valuable contribution of Indigenous women and paving a path for those to come. I'm really excited about the next generation because this is the action part of everything we've spoken about for the last decades of you know to do with everything these are the, re the the years where it comes into fruition and and I think they'll they'll have a big hand in steering the next step forward for the women I would probably give the advice that my my parents gave me you know don't be scared don't be scared and you can listen to more episodes in the change agent series from your favorite podcaster on the SBS app or your smart speaker Brooke Young SBS News